The word unprecedented is being used a lot. In fact, if you um, follow these kinds of statistics, Google has um, a record that that word, the search for that word, has, has exponentially written, risen over the last year and a half. This idea that what we're experiencing is unprecedented. And I, and I heard it said this way that just kind of captivated me. The reality is the events that we're facing, the circumstances, are not unprecedented. Things like this have happened before. Plagues and pandemics have happened before. Shifts and changes in government has happened before. Institutions seeming, seemingly to be falling apart has happened before. But the way I heard it said this, this week was this. You know what is unprecedented? That a man came from heaven and he walked on this earth and he gave his life on a cross. You know what else is unprecedented is that a man rose from the dead and he rose from the dead to set us free. That is still unprecedented, that Jesus would do that for us. And that's what this moment is about, that we remember that what is unprecedented is that we're loved by our creator beyond our comprehension. And the way that he has made it clear to us is that God so loved this world, he gave his only son. And his son came and gave his life on the cross. His life wasn't taken, he gave his life on the cross. And was allowed his body to be buried, and three days later the father raised him from the dead. I believe that's still unprecedented. And when we remember, when Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me, that's what he's telling us to remember. There is something unprecedented. His love for us. And when we do this, we proclaim his death, the depth of his love, until he comes. His faithfulness. His faithful love. You remember in Matthew 28, many of you will remember in Matthew 28, Jesus was meeting with his disciples after this, this had happened. And he tells them, he says, he's just about ready to ascend back to the right hand of the Father. And his last message to them is, I want you to go and make disciples. Now, you're all Jewish men, so let me make this clear, Jewish men. Make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples of all nations. And when they put their faith in me, a disciple makes a disciple and they embrace what we just remembered, what we just celebrated, then I want you to baptize them, a testimony, a public testimony. And do it this way. Baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then I want you to, I want you to teach them. I want you to teach them to obey everything that I've commanded. Man, what a loaded statement. If you can, just for a moment, imagine you're one of those 12 disciples and you hear Jesus say that. Teach them everything that I've commanded. Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Can you imagine them doing a quick little review over the last three years? Teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you, my life, my teaching, what you've experienced. He already had told them in John, John records it for us, don't worry about what to say, because I think if I'm one of those 12 and he says, teach disciples that, that are putting their faith in me and I want you to teach them everything I've commanded you, I'm like, oh, okay, let me, let me, hold on, before you ascend, let me take some notes. Go over that real quick, can we just do a quick review over the last three years, give me those things again? But John records, he told them, don't worry about what to say, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit will be with you and he'll help you. But I want you to, Teach others, the disciples, 
but come to faith to obey everything I've commanded you. And then you need to remember this, because 2021 is coming. Remember this, that I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. If you want to personalize that, he'll be with you until the end of your days on this earth. We already know he'll be with us when we leave this earth. And I hope your, your faith is, is resting in that promise, in that truth. But our faith really sometimes gets challenged and we struggle in our faith when we say, well, what about now? What about today? What about in my marriage? What about in my family? What about in my job? What about in my health? Is he with me now? Jesus said specifically, I am with you in this life. As you go and make disciples, I'll be with you until the end of the age. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Does that, does that apply when, when events seem to be unprecedented? Yes, because the one thing that is unprecedented is that Jesus came and lived and died and rose from the dead so that we could be set free from sin and fear and death. In those words in Matthew, you see these words behind me. This is how we unpack that, that great commission to go and make disciples. Jesus, how do I do that? Well, I think he's telling us. I'm, it's a conviction of mine that he's telling us to engage the people in your life so that they would know Jesus. Engage them. Go and make disciples. Now, not all of us are going to go to Africa or to Ensenada or to Indonesia or... Juan and Lori are in Colombia. Matt, I'm looking at our outreach pastor. Yes, Colombia. We may not be, he thought about it for a millisecond, but he remembered. We may not be going those places, so what does that mean for me? It means the, the, my neighbor that I had a conversation with this weekend in my front yard. Did I engage him to know Jesus or the, or the barista that serves me my coffee or my spouse or my kids or the person sitting next to you? Go, as you're going, Engage people. Why? Because God wants others to know Jesus like you and I do if you know him this morning. You with me? We engage people to know Jesus. We empower people. We communicate this new identity that we have in Jesus Christ. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know me as this. You know me as my words and my actions and your interaction with me and what you hear me say and what you see me do. And I have people in my life that know me as, as father or husband or brother or neighbor or coworker. Let me tell you my true identity. I am a child of God. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ and I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. How did I get that? I earned it. No, I did not. That's what this moment was just about. We can't earn this. He did it for us. But that's my identity above all the rest. That will never change. Empower people with this identity that comes in Christ because they need to love Jesus like you do. Or I can say it this way. The reason I love Jesus, we just saw it, right, in 1 John, because he first loved me. He made me his child. He adopted me into his family. He made me a disciple of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit came and dwelt me and lived in me. This is who I am in Christ. He says, pass that on. Empower people to love Jesus. And then he said, I want you to equip people. We've talked about this. Equip people to obey Jesus. I know the word obedience because we're struggling with authority. Can we just agree on that? 
And let's stop pointing the finger out at the world and our culture. We see evidence all over our culture. But let's be real. Can we be real? All of us right here struggle with authority. I always have. My parents are sitting right there. They can testify. I always have. Now, it might look different because I was the good son, right? I might try to hide it. I might try to get away with it. But right here, I struggle with authority. I don't like being told what to do. You with me? I don't like being told what to do. I struggle with authority. We struggle with authority. And so this word obey is a hard word to swallow. Personality plays a part. As I'm looking at you and I see some of you that I know, per- and that's just be, that's be really real, okay? That's true, right? But the reality is we all struggle right here with authority. I want you to equip people in your making disciples that there's this really key response that God's looking for. It's obedience. To obey everything that I've commanded you. And then he says, I want you to encourage people in your path to trust me, to trust Jesus. He's going to be with us. Has he left us? Does it feel that way sometimes? You can be real here. You're on, you're on recording and it's going out over the internet, but don't let that stress you out. Is it hard sometimes to trust him? Yeah. Well, yes, it is. But he's promised that he will never, ever leave us. And this disciple-making journey that he's put us on is to engage, empower, equip, and encourage people. Encourage one another that you can trust him because he's promised to be with us to the end of the age. And that leads me to this, that for me to live this life, for us to be disciple makers, if we're going to fulfill the Great Commission, and I believe there's no other reason why we're here than to bring him glory by seeing people come to faith, to make disciples, engage people. It's what we're doing on, on October 31st. It's what we did Friday night with Kids Night Out. It happens regularly as a, as, a, as a church body. The question is, is it, is it happening collectively? We're all, we're all on board. We're all committed to that. And are we doing this individually in the lives that he's put us in? The reality is this. In order for me to engage and to empower and equip and encourage, I need to know who Jesus is. If I'm going to engage you or engage my neighbor or engage someone else with the goal, the, the, the passion to see them know Jesus, I better know Jesus. Jesus. 